Welcome to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damojaprapu from Silicon Valley, California. From coast to coast, let the wisdom begin so you can become a winner. Here are your hosts, Keith and Vijay. Welcome to the Winning Combo Sales and Marketing Success Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Washoe, here in Research Triangle Park, alongside my co-host, Vijay Damajaprapu out of Silicon Valley. We're very excited to bring you to our 15th podcast in this new year, 2020, this time with a very special guest, a passionate sales leader and developer of teams and people. It's Chris D'Amico. He's the digital workspace manager for Citrix out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, Chris is a very passionate person who cares about people and team building, and he's been part of some great companies like New Balance, Align, and Citrix, all of which included Chris creating sales and growing business and people. Chris is one of those people who just loves to connect people with others. He believes in good people and the right roles and creating amazing cultures and helping to drive successful companies. He really is the perfect expert for our winning combo when it comes to the theme of marketing and sales success. So Chris, it's an honor to have you here. We're excited to have you on the show to share your wisdom and your advice. So how are you feeling? You ready to rock? I am excellent, Keith and BJ. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be on the podcast. I've learned a ton listening to previous episodes of the Winning Combo podcast, and I'm excited to share some insights with the listeners on sales and marketing. Well, thank you so much for being here, Chris. We know you're going to bless all our listeners with your insights. And now let's not forget all you listeners out there. We have VJ in Silicon Valley. VJ, how are you today? Doing wonderful, my friend. Uh, doing excellent. And Chris, thank you for being such a loyal listener. And I'm excited to have you on our conversation today. All right. Well, we're going to begin now and we're going to share with you listeners the three power segments. So Chris, our special guest, will start off with one of his favorite quotes to help you get wisdom quickly and apply it to your work. And then secondly, Chris will share a personal story on either a marketing or sales success or failure from his winning or past mistakes that you could apply to your own career. And then lastly, Chris will share a what we call our best practice uh, takeaway, whether a marketing or sales best practice, that you can look to apply to your professional life for your own best success. Does that sound good, Chris? Are you ready to roll with that flow? Let's do it. All right, we're super excited. This is the Power Quote segment. And Chris, we're really pumped to have you share with us one of your favorite quotes and why it means something to you. So go ahead, the floor is yours. All right, thanks, Keith. Uh, Well, I couldn't come up with just one, so I have two, but they're both from the same guy. Um, The first one is teamwork begins by building trust. And the only way to do that is to overcome our need for invulnerability. And that's by Patrick Lencioni. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, Patrick Lencioni, I'm a big fan of him and his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Uh, I love this quote because most of us are aware teamwork is important, but we often forget what the ingredients are, namely establishing trust and becoming vulnerable to our teammates to achieving our desired goals. And the second one is trust is knowing when a team member does push you, they're doing it because they care about the team. Again, also by Lencioni. Wow. Those two quotes are great. We have starting the new year with a bonus quote here. Thank you, Chris. I really like how 
you talk about the importance of trust and how it really requires you just to be authentic at the end of the day, to be vulnerable, be yourself, because then people can believe you because you're being who you are and they can trust you and that can lead to better teamwork. Uh, Chris, I'm curious from these two quotes, which one stands out to you more uh, based on things you've been through in your life most recently and how you seem to apply one of these quotes to your life? Yeah, great question, Keith. I, I think uh, while I love both, um, I really like the second one. Um, because in working with teams, um, we're going to be working in close proximity and there is going to be friction sometimes. So knowing when someone does push you, um, they're doing it out of love, but they're doing it for the greater purpose of making you and the team better. Chris, that's excellent. And it's amazing as we do these podcasts now on our 15th episode with you, it ties into another episode we have where the quote was about when you get an email or a note from somebody or always read it with the understanding that the person has your best intent in mind. And if you always read things, assuming best intent, to your point, Chris, it helps you um, have that trust and ability to be better in teams because you're just, hey, we're all in this together. We're all trying to win the game and we're all trying to take care of each other. So I appreciate that, Chris. Thank you. Uh, VJ. any questions for Chris or any thoughts on his uh, Two, two quotes here? Yeah, I do have a couple of points and questions for Chris. So Chris, uh, thank you for starting us off on a wonderful quote and starting our all of our listeners uh, with 2020 coming up. It, it's a great time to remind ourselves and remind each other that to have strong teams, first of all, you need to have a strong trust between the team members. And the second point that stood out for me and I think this is key, which is understand and accept that, first of all, each of us are vulnerable in various places or various uh, traits, if you will. And just to accept and admit and then look past that. And then that's how you build a strong team. So thank you for sharing that. Question to you, Chris, is uh, so what's your inspiration or motivation on the quotes from Patrick Lencioni and uh, how did you come across, I mean, do you read his book or what is your exposure and how did you get exposed to Patrick Lencioni? Yeah, great question. And thank you for that, VJ. Um, I was actually first introduced by, to Patrick Lencioni by a former guest of yours, uh, Sean Allen, I believe, who was also on the podcast and has been a very influential leader for me. Um, and We've had the opportunity to help build some amazing teams. And through reading numerous different books and listening to podcasts, that one just really struck out to me. Nice. And you also mentioned a very important point about accepting and being vulnerable, but more importantly, overcoming a need for invulnerability. Can you shed more light on that specific point? Yeah. So I think the first thing is, and I think uh, you guys referenced this on a previous episode, uh, Brene Brown's uh, Netflix special there on vulnerability. Um, you know, first, uh, to answer your point, I wasn't really aware of up until a couple of years ago exactly what vulnerability was and how it affected folks in the workplace. So I think Keith really addressed it here earlier um, when he talked about reading over an email and just making myself vulnerable by putting myself in the other person's shoes, thinking from their perspective and exactly what it is that they're looking to achieve while recognizing that they're human and they're going to make mistakes has really helped me balance not only what vulnerability is, 
um, what it means to be invulnerable, um, but what it means to be accepting of uh, each other's mistakes. Nice, wonderful. I mean, that, that's a great example. As I was mentioning, even in one of the earlier episodes, it's very easy and very natural for all of us to get defensive, especially when we get a very sharp comment or an email. And that's a point where we need to step back and accept that, hey, it's, it's, it's in our best interest and it's in the best interest of the team to assume positive intent. And that's a great example and a tactic for how you can overcome our own vulnerabilities. Great stuff. All right, Chris. Well, thank you for kicking us off with the power quote. I think the bottom line is be authentic, be vulnerable. It helps build trust with people. And by building trust with people, you're building better teams. And teamwork makes the dream work, as we like to say. Uh, so thank you for that, Chris. So let's shift gears here now and go into the power story. Here's an opportunity for Chris to share with all you listeners something that he's experienced in life that he's learned from that he would like to pass on that wisdom to you. So Chris, you have the floor. We're excited to hear your story. Great. Well, thank you again, Keith and Vijay. Um, so this story really hits home as uh, recently um, I was privileged to be in a leadership role and the division I was helping build uh, happened to be performing at an exceptionally high level. And during this time, uh, the team of 10 uh, that I led won a contest and the reward was that we all went out to a nice dinner. And while it seemed as everyone enjoyed the night, I personally did not feel that the team truly understood how appreciated they were for giving our customers the gold standard treatment day after day and the work that was put in to achieve those goals. So I decided to write a handwritten note to each one of them, telling them what they meant to me, how proud I was of them, and how they specifically were contributing to the team. Uh, and I tell you, I got more positive responses from those notes from my team, as well as other teams and leaders throughout the organization than any contest or dinner I could have treated them to. Uh, and just goes back to, to what you guys have talked about, the duration of the podcast, that appreciation and gratitude go a long ways. Wow. That's a great story, Chris. Thank you for sharing that. What I really love about your story and what, what stands out to me is you always read about how do you incentivize people? How do you incentivize teammates, sales, uh, staff members? And of course, the first thing people think about is, well, how can we put a carrot at the end of the stick and give them a bonus if they hit hit these quotas? Or, But what really tells you here, sometimes money isn't always the best incentive. And what's truly sometimes matters is a significant and meaningful aspect of a written note. Uh, someone took time to reflect on that person's contribution, on that person's value, and quote, unquote, I can see you, and acknowledging that through a letter and how that means a lot to us. And so, Chris, I think it's really beautiful that you took time to write and express your gratitude to people individually, and you have proof that that meant a lot, and it helped, uh, I'm sure, the morale, and it helped the team. So let me ask you this. Was, um, was the letters and the notes something that was not by itself like was were there also some other bonus or monetary or perks given for some for achieving or is or is really the note one of the the, the single things like how do you describe was there more was the note one of many or or just on its own merit yeah great question keith so uh the note was in addition to the dinner um 
But the reason I felt that it was important is aside from the dinners, as a leader, I routinely uh, led one-on-ones. And when I say led, I really wasn't leading them because uh, really my teammates uh, really dictated kind of what we talked about and what was important to them. But the real reason, aside from the metrics, that I decided to write the notes, and I don't know who said this, but I feel like I've read this before, where all humans have an innate need to be heard and understood. And so it was my small way of just letting them know, I hear you, I understand you, and I appreciate you. Um, and here's something that we can reflect on uh, during our relationship. That's great, Chris. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm reading this book right now uh, about Bill Campbell out of Silicon Valley, who's a famous leader, and it's called The Billion Dollar Coach. And he talks about doing just what you said. Uh, and one of the things he would do that they talk a lot about in the book is showing love. Like he'd give people hugs, high fives, he'd clap in meetings. Uh, and I was just curious. I thought of you um, based on what you're sharing. Do you give the high fives? Do you do like the office hugs? Or how do you describe that when it comes to your leadership and, and friendship style? Yeah, that's great. And, uh, you know, all, all too, unfortunately, you know, sometimes we live in a time where we don't think we can do that. But I think when you're truly authentic, as Vijay mentioned earlier, and you really get to know your people, uh, what turns them on, what moves them, uh, and what inspires them, so many of us want to be hugged. So many of us want, you know, a handshake. We want a high five. We want to just be told, you know, hey, you're doing a great job. And so luckily, I've, I've surrounded myself with a number of great teammates who have been open to that. And uh, hey, even as a leader, and I'm sure you two can appreciate this, uh, the leader oftentimes needs a hug too. <laughs> <laughs> Haha, <laughs> one the one arm one arm hugs and the group hugs. Yeah, excellent. All right, VJ, what say you? Yeah, great story, Chris. I think uh, you actually hit on a very important point, and it boils down to a very basic human need, right? The need to be recognized and appreciated, and just the fact that you took time and made it a priority to call out your team members was a big step that you took, and. That, I'm sure if you talk to that team member what couple of years or a few years later, that'll stand out and it'll come up in your conversation for sure. When you mentioned that story, it actually took me back to my days in Sugar CRM. That was a few years ago where Sugar CRM had a practice. I don't know if they still have that, what they call as value cards. So essentially, if any time... Uh, employee demonstrates any of the core values of Sugar CRM. So it's very natural for a colleague or a leader to essentially write down a simple value card and give it out. And very often that's also published on the internet. So imagine the great morale boost and the confidence that simple gesture creates. So just a value card exercise. I mean, personally for me, even to this date, I clearly remember the value cards that I got from my bosses or from my colleagues, right? That's what I take away from those days at Sugar CRM. So great point that you mentioned over there. And one more that I would like to add is it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of the startups don't practice this uh, habit or attack of calling out and 
recognizing and appreciating their employees. I mean, I would argue that startups and startup leaders need to do this more often than at larger companies. Imagine the pace that you're working in startups and very often there are a lot more down days than up days at a startup. So this is something that I'd argue and I just wish that uh, someone out there is listening and making that change in the startup environment. So thank you for sharing that, Chris. Hey, Chris, any feedback to VJ's point? Any other thoughts on that uh, story of yours? No, I love that, VJ. I think that's really important. And in listening to you, a couple of things came to mind. Um, one, as leaders and as companies, we all often think that we know specifically what employees want. And I think it's really important to, in that authenticity and establishing that trust, to find out from them specifically what's important to each individual. Um, I think the second thing that I thought of when you were speaking is uh, there's a company called 155 uh, that actually both of you may have heard of because they're based both out of San Francisco as well as Raleigh, where they specifically, uh, part of their platform is giving out high fives. And from what I've read and heard about from employees that work there, that's one of their favorite parts of being there. So it makes a lot of sense, VJ. Nice. Thank you for I, I was not aware of 15.5. So thank you for sharing that. All right, Chris, thank you. We're moving on to the third part of the podcast. This is the best practice. So this is an opportunity for Chris to share with all you listeners now one best practice that he's applied to his life, whether it's marketing or sales, that he's seen uh, lead to success. And uh, we're excited to hear what you have to say, Chris. Oh, thanks, Keith. Well, I think that specifically, we really need to stop the silo of sales and marketing. And, and how germane is that to the topic of this podcast? But really, they are the same thing, and they should operate as one organization. Um, after all, they both have the same end goal of company growth. And too often, we all hear comments uh, from salespeople saying things like, marketing can't make a good pitch deck. And then marketing folks saying salespeople are not selling because they don't use our pitch deck. Um, and really, this name calling going back and forth does nothing but cause re resentment and prevents real true partnership. Um, so instead, what sales could do is approach marketing with constructive feedback and marketing could avoid creating content alone and welcome feedback and actually partner with sales. Um, and as we all know, when we work together and play the long game, uh, sustainable growth follows and sky's the limit. Yeah, thank you, Chris. That's really been the theme of our podcast, the winning combo is sales and marketing working together. We always use the analogy like two wings of a dove flying high up into the sky. You can't get there with just one wing flapping. You need both in unison. And that's the way we see sales and marketing as, as two wings of a dove. We call it family. We're, we're brothers and sisters here together. So I really appreciate that you calling that out. And that's uh, one of the best practices you've seen is when sales and marketing are working together hand in hand, it's clearly a, a best practice. Um, any, have you seen anything, Chris, any specific tangible actions or examples or of ways of having marketing sales work together? I don't know if it's certain weekly cadence meetings or calls or going for walks or whatever, anything out of the, out of anything stand out to you? Yeah, great question. And Keith, I think, you know, the real big thing here, and I've heard previous uh, podcast guests mention this as well, is you really just have to kind of force the hand um, to get them talking. 
And again, maybe it's because they've been separated and, and thought of as different. Um, a weekly talk could be good. Um, getting various leaders. I think also, too, getting folks that are not leaders in the room could be really helpful. Um, I know I've been part, whether it's leadership or otherwise, a part of a number of different uh, groups where I've provided feedback, and that feedback has ended up changing the direction of the company. So oftentimes, it's getting those folks that are on the ground floor, but really making it important, putting it on everyone's calendars, everybody caring about it, and really sharing with everyone the win-win. Because ultimately, when you're in partnership, it's going to create less work for both of you. You're going to be on the same page, and everyone's going to be happy. Well said. Appreciate it, Chris. Very well said. VJ, what say you? Any thoughts or questions? Yeah, so a couple of things that stood out. Uh, so totally agree with you, and that's been the whole genesis of this podcast, Chris, which is how can we amplify the message and how can we amplify the need that sales and marketing should be working as a team. And that's been the primary message of this podcast. So appreciate you calling that out as one of the best practices and something that will actually help any company, large or small, perform well. And one point that actually stood out for me, by the way, I was uh, enlightened by this point by a very popular influencer and a podcast. His name is Sangram Wajre. And his whole point was that, just, just think of this. If you look at any financial statement, I think it's the income statement, sales and marketing is one line item. You'll never see two separate line items, one for sales and one for marketing. So it's very natural and it's in our best interest to think of sales and marketing as one team versus operating in silos. So just want to call that out and share that with the listeners here. Thank you, VJ. Chris, anything else you'd like to add on that point or something to VJ? Or are you ready for the next No, that's, that's great, VJ. And I was not aware of that, but it makes sense that they are on the same line item. And uh, I will say um, I have followed uh, Sangram and uh, he is a thought leader. And going back to vulnerability and authenticity He's one of the best, so that's great. Wow, that's good. I didn't know that you followed Sangram too. So we have one more thing in common here, Chris. Great there to know that. Go. Yes, great minds think alike, as they say. Awesome. Well, this has been a good podcast so far. We're getting near the closing here. Before we get into our summary, we just offer Chris a closing take on uh, anything you'd like to share with the audience today before we go into our summary. Uh, Chris, anything else you'd like to share in terms of a closing take? Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you guys for this opportunity. Um, I would just encourage uh, everyone listening uh, as part of the winning combo. We all want to be part of a winning combo. Um, that if you don't feel like you're part of a winning team or a culture, you know, it's really important to speak with someone, whether it be a manager, a friend, or someone you trust to find out what is missing. Um, values are so important these days. And wanting to make sure that they align with who you are and what you are doing um, as part of that company and team are extremely important. Um, in that same vein, for companies, there are great performance tools out there. I mentioned 15.5 earlier uh, that can not only help hold your teams and managers accountable, uh, along with increasing collaboration and transparency for your employees, but they also have a central place specifically where your employees live. Um, this is very important as only about 2% of employees can name their company's top three priorities. 
which makes uh, accountability very difficult and, and lines up specifically with what BJ talked about earlier with Sugar CRM. Yeah, thank you for that, Chris. Important to so – we heard on our podcast before about over-communicating, making sure that you remind people of priorities, rem- communicate, over-communicate, and remind people of the strategies that are important to the company or the what they talk about in the New Year's, the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal, and to make sure everyone's on the same page. So thank you for, for bringing that up, Chris, and the importance of, of knowing uh, what's important to the company. All right, so let's shift gears here for the final summary as we conclude the podcast. In tradition on our winning combo, we have BJ close with the 15th podcast, a summary of some of the things that stood out to him today. So BJ, what say you? Yeah. So as always, I always believe in the power of three. So the three top takeaways and summaries for our listeners. Number one, uh, to build strong teams, you need to have strong trust and to have and build trust. It's important for each and every one of us to overcome our need for invulnerability. I think that's point number one. The second is call out and appreciate your team members, your colleagues, and even your boss more often, right? At the end of the day, it's a very core and basic human need that we want to be appreciated. So do that more often. And point number three is the primary message of this whole podcast, which is sales and marketing should be operating and thinking as one team, not operating in silos. There you are. Well said. That's some good golden nuggets for all you listeners out there to to apply to your life. I I just want to iterate again some of the things that Chris said I thought were important, which is I love to take time to smell the roses or a better way of saying it, take time to write handwritten notes. It's like a lost art form. Uh, If you do that, you'll stand out and, and it makes and it helps and it makes a difference for people and it's appreciated. And again, the importance of being vulnerable or another word is being authentic. So you can eat more easily build that trust to then build better teams. Uh, Chris, you get the final last word here. Anything else you want to add or anything we missed that you think is really important for our listeners to remember and walk away from? Yeah, I think both of those points are, are great. And, uh, you know, one final note was just how you treat the prospect once they become a customer. You know, we like to refer to that as customer success uh, is the most important form of sales and marketing uh, that so many companies have at their disposal but that are grossly underutilized. Um, We don't think about it, but our next best sale and and form of marketing is our current customers. And if you wanna know what's working and not working and and, and maybe rewrite your scripts, call up, ask your current customers some questions on what they like, why they bought, what they don't like, the the solutions uh, that are solved um, by some of these problems. Um, Last, I just wanna let you guys know, I'm really grateful to be on the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for including me as part of the Winning Combo uh, family. You guys provide tremendous value, and I hope this was valuable for the listeners. Um, Thank you both. Happy New Year's to you, Keith and Vijay, and all the listeners. Oh, man. Thank you, Chris. It's, It's an honor to have you part of our Winning Combo family. You are now part of the crew, and you've been great. You've shared a lot of great advice. So we want to thank you, Chris, for being part of the podcast. It's really been an honor and joy to have you here. Uh, And we also want to thank all you listeners for tuning into the Winning Combo. We hope it's been helpful to you and that this uh, episode is something that can help your sales and marketing career. Chris, uh, thank you so much for sharing all your experience and golden advice. Uh, I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that. 
And to all our listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen. Please, please, if you do find this valuable, take time, take just a minute to leave a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform and stay tuned for the next show. Yep. And you can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And remember, till next time, just keep learning and keep winning. Thanks for listening to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damojaprabhu from Silicon Valley, California. Stay tuned for the next show and follow The Winning Combo on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for free content and the latest podcast episodes to help you be a winner.